what I want. I don't want shakes, but I do want salt and vinegar chips. Salt and vinegar chips? Very much like those salt and vinegar chips. Nice. Alright, well, hello everyone, I'm Scoot This Boop. Today is Saturday, you fucking bastard, I swear to God. <laughs> In the middle of ordering pot bellies. Today is March, so I could be probably listening to this on March the 4th, Monday. Uh, I actually had a pretty nice week this week. Um, and I sort of forgot that you had the first story. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, do you want me to get right into it? Yeah, and then maybe you can come All back right, to I'll, I'll get back bellies. to that. All right. This week's been a big one. Mate Rematz has been doing good work with Bugatti. They have finally announced they're releasing a new engine. Now, you're probably wondering, why the hell would they do that? They already have one of the sickest engines ever made, the W16. Well, they said, to hell with the W16. We're making a V16. Mm-hmm. We want it long as hell. <laughs> We want that separation from Volkswagen. Uh, From images we've seen and from audio we've seen, it's still likely going to be a quad turbocharged engine because uh, why would you do anything else when Mm -hmm. you have 16 cylinders? Uh, And, of course, it is stupid long because it's literally the length of a straight eight, but, you know, there's two, so Mm -hmm. it's a V16. Um, And it will be coupled with some electric motors. That is actually all we know about it. We know it is a V16 hybrid. We don't know the exact displacement. We don't know any horsepower figures at all. Although, we can imagine it's probably the same or better as the current W16. Because, or else, what's the point, really? Which, whatever unholy amalgamation of a car is birthed from this thing is going to be heavy as fuck, but it will not feel like it. Yeah, it's going to be going. Yes. (laughs) Um... We do also know that it's a dry sump boiling system, but that's to be expected with an engine this big. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's basically a requirement, actually. Uh, that's about all we know about it, though. It's pretty cool. You should look up some pictures if you really want to see it. I like them. So speaking of pretty cool, here's something that's not. So Tesla, great start to any story. So we know in the past, I don't think we talked about it too much, but there had been several lawsuits against Tesla from workers in relation to racism in the workplace and uh, some examples of that uh, we could see like uh, this currently uh, so the company uh, is appealing actually a 3.2 million dollar jury verdict awarded to a black former elevator operator at the Fremont plant uh, which is unrelated to what we're going to be talking about. And then there's also the worker, Owen Diaz, who won $137 million, uh in his jury verdict uh, in 2021. But, however, after the initial trial, the judge ordered a second trial after ruling the award was excessive. Which, you know, I'm not, I'm not one for racism, but $137 million... The okay, here's the thing with verdicts, especially like this. Oftentimes, the um, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, god, I'm gonna forget the term. They're they're punitive damages, which are the damages awarded to um, like you know, basically say you shouldn't do that again. They're not sized with the victim in mind, they're more Mm -hmm. sized of 
punishing. Exactly. It's supposed to be punitive. It's supposed to be punishing to the person the claim is against. Mm -hmm. So, I personally don't think it's excessive, considering how large of a company Tesla Mm -hmm. is and how small amount of money $137 million is for them. Mm -hmm. But not that ONDS could launch his own car company with that. I literally it that shouldn't it the victim shouldn't even be considered when awarding punitive damages. It's all about the nature of the crime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um yeah. But I I So you're probably wondering, you know, the these are some older things, these are some reoccurring stories. Uh but we haven't talked about them too much. So why bring it up now? That's because things have changed ever so slightly. So uh, it has now become a class action lawsuit with up to 6,000 black U.S. workers, primarily based out of the California Fremont plant. Uh, so there is a main sort of plaintiff, uh, that being former line worker Marcus Vaughn, who first sued in 2017 after alleging that the black factory workers were subject to a range of racist conduct, including slurs, graffiti, and nooses hung at their workstations. So Some pretty despicable behavior. I think there are. I think despicable is not a harsh enough word. That's fair. I I said it before to you, and I'll say it again. I think Tesla has truly become the Kanye of car companies. Yeah. It's nice what they did to the overall car market, and have definitely moved it forward and helped people think differently about it, and have I think even in the past dropped some pretty spectacular products. However, they've overstayed their welcome, and I genuinely pray on their downfall at this point. Yeah, I mean, they've done a lot of messed up things. They're basically becoming mm-hmm. the very definition of the evil American corporation. Yes, the um, very thing that like people liked them because they were the kind of the outsider yes, corporation. But they're very much embracing it. Yeah, but now it's like, okay, but like, I could... I think Lockheed Martin's more of an innocent company. <laughs> You know, because they're at least in it for the money. There you go. They are in fact in Elon's it. Elon's in it for his own ego. Elon is in fact in it because he's Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and he wants, he wants to, to be save known. the world. But then, when he, he's told that he cannot save uh, some kids in a cave, I'm not actually going to tell that story. Or when he's, uh, you know, providing internet services for certain drones in a yeah, certain he was country a, he's under definitely- attack. Hmm, let's. Turn off the internet services mid-operation. Anyway, uh, I think it's time we stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about a electric startup with a little less uh, success. Yes, Fisker. Um, yeah, so we've talked about them a few times with mm-hmm. their new electric SUV, the and Fisker this, Ocean. This story is a direct result of the Mar- uh, the Marquis Brownlee video. It pretty much is, actually, although I wouldn't say it's direct because they really weren't selling before that either. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisker is currently broke as fuck and looking for a new business partner. They are looking for a larger car company to either acquire them or become partners with them. I imagine by a significant stake is what he's yes. probably aiming That's for. That's probably what he's aiming for, although realistically, I think the only way this ends up is if he gets bought out completely. Because the man has proven he's not very good at running car companies. This is the second time a car company known as Fisker, run by Henrik Fisker, has been in financial troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, Last time he sold the 
the car he was making off to a Chinese company yes. and started fresh. Yes, and of course, uh, this time they claim they do not have enough money to stay in business for another 12 months, mm-hmm. which is a very short period of time to complete some kind of business maneuver like this. It's also just a very strange thing to just kind of publicly yeah. put out there, because if I if I were, say, I don't know, like Hyundai, I, I would see that and go, wow, I don't want a piece of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of the thing like... Great job, Henrik. This is not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the only people... The problem is, is the only people that are going to be interested in this offer are Chinese companies. It really is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't get what he was expecting out of this, but he should lower his expectations. This is this is why we cannot have any uh, car companies not in China fail right now, because... As soon as they fail, they're going to get bought by a Chinese car company and immediately brought to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, good God. Yes. Please. We, 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 we have one Chinese influence company being Volvo, and I'm kind of okay with them because they're owned by my favorite Chinese car company. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's yes. pretty much the gist of it. Fisker's broke. All right, so I actively chose to tell this uh, Elon Musk story second. Uh, <laughs> just, just so you have the bad taste in your mouth, it's time to talk about his new claims of the Roadster. So, uh, now the Roadster originally announced back in 2017, so, you know, uh, getting into SSC Tuatara territory, except the SSC Tuatara was kind of more understandable because they're not uh, a mass market car company like Tesla is. They were a specialty car company that, you know. But anywho. And we all know how the, how the Tuatara went. Yes. Uh, and one side note. In fairness to them, they did measure the speeds they were claiming. They just didn't know how to use the devices they were using. Yes. It's a story as old as this podcast, quite literally. Yes. It was quite literally episode one. Yes. But anywho. Enough about them. More about Elon. So announced back in 2017... Uh, we knew something about the uh, rockets that he was going to put on this car, the air-compressed rockets, but we know a little bit more about it now. Uh, for instance, that they are quote-unquote designed by SpaceX and are a Tesla-SpaceX collab, which is a weird thing to say about two companies you own. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so it's a bold claim on social media, and if you want to reserve one of these cars, because I'm not going to lie, they look kind of cool, but uh, on, on paper anyways, if you want to reserve one, we don't know how much they're going to cost yet, but if you want to reserve one, it's going to be uh, $50,000, which is more than you would normally pay to reserve a car. I mean, yeah, it's a I, bit. As a matter of fact, I think if my memory serves me correctly, when the Model 3 first came out, also in my head, what was peak Tesla when they were actually cool? Uh, when that car had just came out, it was like 300 bucks to reserve one, which is part of why they're so successful today, because that thing got, like, sold like hotcakes for the first couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they literally could not deliver them fast enough. They were behind mm-hmm. on deliveries by, like, seven months. Uh, and I'm sure the big claim you've all heard this week is that he is claiming that with these rocket boosters, uh, with this package, and it's a specific package, by the way, not every car is going to have this, yeah. um... It will be uh, it will do zero to sixty in under a second. Now he has also claimed that the car will have six hundred and twenty miles of range, which 
Would that be the record? It's definitely way up there. I don't know it, if it's quite the record. I believe it would be the record for officially claimed range, but it definitely wouldn't be the record of actual like performance range. Like somebody who's driven an electric car like over a thousand miles on one charge before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, yeah, you can't. Technology these days is pretty gnarly. I don't think you can have both. And I, I'd be willing to be wrong on this, but, you know, I just don't see it. I think there is only one way you can have both, and it's if the acceleration of the Roadster without the SpaceX package is very bad. Mm-hmm. Because they that basically would have to mean that those, these, these, these boosters that they have on this car are doing all the work. Mm-hmm. And... I frankly don't see that as actually happening without some very heavy equipment on the vehicle already. So, to be honest, I think this car is going to weigh a lot. And I think it's going to be very bad at doing anything but accelerating in a straight line. And I, I don't... I very much fear the price tag. I know it's going to be very high. <laughs> yep, so just like the new Bugatti that's coming out, except I'd still rather have the Bugatti. Yes. Well, you know what you can't have? What? The Apple car. <gasps> yes, that thing, that project we were talking about so many months ago has been canceled. In a surprise to absolutely no one. Because I literally called it the moment that we they Apple said they were making one. <laughs> uh, they apparently spent over $10 billion on this project. And it is now completely canceled because uh, they didn't say why it's probably just because the car was shit <laughs> yeah no it's probably because you know they're apple so it's like they well i think it's just they prioritize other projects like the vision pro right now yeah we're not even going to talk about the vision pro i in fact i'm i don't want to hear those words <laughs> well my point being that it's <laughs> yeah i don't they, they're focusing on other projects right yeah, now and fact. i think them entering the car market still makes sense and it's, to be honest it's kind of sad because right when the I uh, I think Apple should stick to the tech market. Well, I I the the sort of what everyone's talking about is how the car market is becoming part of the tech market. Yes, and Apple is part of that. They have their Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. I think that they should um keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, best of luck to them. I, I was just gonna say it's kind of sick because it's like I used to be when this car was announced. I was a hater, but like as soon as I started being like, okay, but it actually could be kind of cool is when they canceled it. Because yeah. it would probably be a relatively cool car. I'm sure there'd be some pretty cringe things about it. I'm sure there'd be quite a few, including the price tag. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, despite the fact that they claimed their price tag was going to be under $100,000, they did say that further development indicated that it was going to end up costing a lot more, which is probably part of why they stopped the project. Like, like in true in true Apple fashion, what, what features do you think the car would have just straight up not gotten? Because they'd be like, oh, you don't need that. No shifter, obviously, because Tesla's already gotten rid of that, so they would go along that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say they'd probably get rid of... Um, Cup holders, obviously, because nobody needs those. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that'd be a very Apple thing to do. Um, obviously, no physical connectivity for your phone whatsoever. Only wireless charging and only Bluetooth. And only wireless CarPlay. That's- no, no. I, okay, I think I think that's even better. Is um, It's no... 
it's no Bluetooth. It's an Apple special system, so people with Androids yeah, wire, can't use wireless it. CarPlay. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't. I didn't realize it was yeah. separate. Yeah. But I think it'd be no Bluetooth. Yeah, no Bluetooth either. That'd be really funny, to be I'm, honest. I'm honestly surprised Apple hasn't abandoned Bluetooth yet. It seems like such an Apple thing to do. It's because all of their other wireless things rely on Bluetooth as a backbone, yeah. so they kind of need to keep it supported. Well, it's also Bluetooth is just such a glorious thing. It really that, like, is. You kind of can't. Also, if you have Wi-Fi, you basically have Bluetooth because they operate on the same equipment. Interesting. Fun fact. Well, anywho. Um, so, speaking... Of Wi-Fi equipment. Jeep makes equipment. 338,000 <laughs> of their Grand Cherokee equipment from 2021 to 2023 has been recalled. Why, you ask? Well, it has to do with steering. Specifically, uh, the steering knuckle that uh, can separate from the upper ball joint uh, and cause the steering wheel or cause the wheel to fall out. Which... That's <sighs> ideal. No, I mean that's a very Tesla. What, what kind you of want? To that's have... a Tesla feature. Yeah, but also this is also. I'm fairly certain this is a pretty common thing on a lot of Jeeps. I'm, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time they've had a recall that's exactly this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, don't buy I a mean, Jeep. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> I've been, just... been saying it since the dawn of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've even started to come around on Maserati. I'm not coming around on this company. <laughs> Uh, speaking of recalls, Toyota has another recall. This is their fourth in two weeks. Uh, 381,199 Toyota Tacomas from 2022 to 2023 model years have a defect on the rear axle assembly in certain trucks that were caused by leaving welding debris on the ends of the rear axle assembly during the manufacturing process which meant the retaining nuts on the axle could not be tightened properly and can simply loosen and fall off. What Which is saying? Not ideal. Yes, not <laughs> ideal. Um, you definitely don't want your rear axle nuts falling out while you're driving. Simply put, not ideal. Yeah, basically... Uh, <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> I don't, there's I not much else to say. I mean, it's pretty obvious what the rear axle does, so you can imagine what would happen if the nuts holding it in would fall out. Um, I think the title of this episode might be Not Ideal. <laughs> yeah, I, you should get this one fixed pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what else you should get fixed? Uh, Fiat should get their uh, concepts fixed. So... Uh, the new Fiat Panda shared platform has been announced. Essentially, Fiat is kind of looking back. Well, also, I think they still kind of do this in Europe sometimes, but they're kind of looking back and uh, somewhat teasing that they're going to be doing the thing that car companies used to do more, where they make one car and then eight trillion billion different versions of it, including like a van and a a four door a coupe a a truck somehow. Just all, all in the same thing. And, of course, you know, with modern age, you got electric gas hybrid as well. You can get some combination of those three. And so they've shown off uh, their new idea of the Panda. Uh, doing this, as a matter of fact, they have a city car version. They have a family version. They even, they have a camper version that comes with, like, the overtop thing. And, of course, concept, that one's not coming to reality. But they do have a truck version as well. 
Uh, I like to imagine Ram helped with that one. They have a fastback. Looking right. forward to that one. Yeah, they're There's all horrendously ugly. And they're trying to do the cyberpunk thing where it's straight up not symmetrical. Ew. Like, like specifically it. the logo. So what it's it's like kind of bar headlights, except it's a bunch of squares. But then like the Fiat logo will just be there illuminated, but like off to the left. I don't uh, like that in, at all. It's like part of the light bar is just Fiat. <laughs> <laughs> off to the left. It really does exactly sound like a cyberpunk car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awful. I don't like. Oh, that. and uh, on the uh, on the city car version, they have the old logo of the four lines, but of that's course. also off to the left. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I am personally all for uh, moving towards that sort of same like, uh, you know, same platform that has a shit ton of different features because it's a great way, uh, for cost cutting measures. Uh, it's a great it can way to ma- keep it, your company alive. It's yes. a great way to keep your company alive, but it's also a great way to sell cheap cars, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. You can profit a lot without changing too much. This is true. Because you can have, you know, the fastback version, which is crazy expensive for some reason, and it pays for yes. the rest of them to all be pretty cheap. Yes. Um, And, of course, they have announced that... So, what we've seen is still concepts, but... Apparently, they will still be launching models for each year, 24 through 27, a new one each year. Which, that's terrifying, because that probably means that the concepts are pretty fucking close to what they'll look like in reality. Or they're trolling. They could be trolling, but (laughs) Fiat's not one to troll. This is true. Fiat is one to make a car, and then you're like, oh, they never make that, and then they make it. Yeah. I mean, it is Fiat. It is Fiat. Uh, I mean, I'm happy they're staying around, but it's like, by... Now, I'm saying all this, I'd love to have one. They, I would absolutely love to have one. I, I just <laughs> think it's a bad idea, and I think a lot of other people would not like it, yeah. is where I should go with that. I think they look awesome. <laughs> That's fair. But I think they look awesome in a way that's like, oh, it's so goddamn ugly, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what's pretty ugly? What? Ford dealers. (sighs) Nope. Well, is Ford worthy of the jingle? Because it's about... It's hard to say. This is about Ford recalls, but it is not a Ford recall. I'll play the first half of it. Yes. Um, Ford is re-inspecting some of their recalls performed by their dealers because Ford has recently found some shoddy work on recalled vehicles, specifically relating to Takata airbags, which is not something you want to have, you know, done improperly. Ford's recent filing with the NHTSA indicates that they are running a reinspection program it's going to run through March 31st, 2027, um, and they have a report that found Ford allegedly issues fines to dealers for improper work of up to $10,000 per violation, which is probably a pretty good incentive for these dealers to actually do good work. Um, but they are reinspecting any 2000, well, not any, certain 2005 to 2014 Mustangs, 2005 to 2006 Ford GT. Uh, 04 to 04 to 2011 Ford Ranger, 
2006 to 2012 Ford Fusion, 2006 to 2012 Lincoln MKZ slash Zephyr, uh, 2006 to 2011 Mercury Milan, and 2007 to 2010 Ford Edge, and finally the 2007 to 2010 Ford MKX. Now, all these vehicles are being re uh, some of them are being reinspected because Ford has um, it's been brought to their attention that at least uh, nearly 42,000 vehicles could have issues with their airbags, which sounds like they know what dealers have been causing the problems because 42,000 is a pretty small number in comparison to how many vehicles this recall has been actually you know performed on probably millions. So it sounds like they've identified some dealers that have been doing some pretty shit work and are, you know, investigating the work. Rumor has it that Ford has found some of these dealers have simply just not installed the new airbags sometimes and just, you know, build Ford for the, the recall work, even though they didn't perform the recall, which is very illegal and very unsafe considering there's a reason these recalls are being issued is because the airbags are exploding in people's faces like grenades which is not good so uh hopefully ford finds all these issues and issues the appropriate fines as well as probably shuts down the dealer that has been doing this because mm -hmm. they you know doing this kind of stuff is very very bad for the car market in general. Mm -hmm. When you can't trust a dealer to do a recall properly, it's like, mm, no, that's, you know, that's not it. You know what is like the one thing I have to say about this mm. particular story? Not ideal. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, but you know what is ideal? To be completely honest, <laughs> <laughs> this is in fact ideal. So Mike Rolino, uh, the people that have brought back the Isetta as an electric city car but uh, you know a lot of people were complaining you know it's a bit larger than the original um you know but it, it's it's still pretty interesting you could do 50 miles an hour it could run fairly decently far on a single charge and what those words mean is i didn't write that down but <laughs> it's official they have a smaller one now to directly compete with the citronomy one that is more appropriate size to the original Isetta, and I think, I don't quote me, but I think I even read that it's smaller than the original Isetta. This, of course, being the new Microlino Lite, most creative name they could have ever come up with. This bad boy right here can do 28 miles per hour, and because of weird European rules, some kiddos in Europe could drive this thing at 14 years old. Of course, you will note that that is 20 miles per hour down, on the normal one the range of the is that the original or the light that's the light okay the light gets 100 miles of, that's actually pretty good 110 miles of range that's pretty good yeah. to tbh what's yeah. the what's the me because this uh, is actually good the uh, the me oh god yeah because this is what it's competing with but anyway so uh the that <laughs> that's not that's not the the citron me will start and for some reason i don't know why i got these numbers per month but that's just what was the given me to has me has a range of 47 miles Ooh. Yeah. all right well you know per month the me is about 99 per month and these uh the light the microlino light is around uh 130 uh euro pounds per month i can't whichever symbol that's that pounds. is pounds yeah. per month uh but you know that so 30 30 pounds more not great but you get double the range. That's pretty cool. And the the 
there's one door and it opens out the front. Yes. I don't know. I I don't know. I also just another quick note on this company. It was kind of a gimmicky thing when I first covered it like two years ago. I was like, oh, that's that's cute. The the I said is bad. Apparently, they've actually been very successful in Europe. That it, it really does seem like something that would be successful in Europe. Yes. Did you mention the fact that it can be operated on the 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 moped license? Uh, I mean, I kind of implied it with uh, because of weird European rules, but I didn't yes. specifically state that that was why. Well, that mm-hmm. is why. It's also why I'm about to end this podcast because we're out of things to talk about. Indeed. Which is ideal. I have to go pee, to be honest.